Welcome to Prim and Proper. I'm Elizabeth Hathaway. And I'm Marinella Mazzucato. Oh man, I realize I really just rushed you through that intro. You were taking a sip out of your adorable little owl mug, and I started <laughs> I started us. It's okay. We've already done this once, and I unmiked us, so we're starting again. Lessons we didn't learn in 2021, coming back around in 2022. God willing, it doesn't disconnect again. I'll be pissed. We'll see. <laughs> Well, I'd like to wish you a happy Women's History Month again. Yes, it's twice as nice when you say it in the same 10 minutes. So, yeah, happy Women's History Month. Thank you. Thank you. So we are recording this on March 1st, and you and I talked about, you know, women should be celebrated all year long. We also discussed the fact that we should not be relegated to one month, just as black people should not be relegated to one month of history as well. Uh, But regardless, we are going to take the spotlight of Women's History Month and highlight some women who are making history in some different industries. Yeah, and this week, I think we've decided to focus on comedians. I was like, drum roll. And then I realized (laughs) if I say drum roll and I don't know how to add in drum roll audio, then it's just like it's an awkward pause where there's no drum roll that actually happens. Yeah, <sighs> beating on my desk might might knock the mic loose, so we're not gonna do that. But yeah, oh, yeah. let's let's act cautiously here. Proceed with caution. Yeah, so comedians, and I know I was very excited about this topic, and it sounds like you were as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, I love uh, comedians because personally, I feel as though I'm a comedian myself. So mm, I think so as well. I also love comedy just for a, a couple of friends. One, I, I'm just, I enjoy humor. Uh, I think the world needs a lot more humor in it. I also enjoy comedy that comes from different perspectives. So women certainly being one because there were not many historically in the comedy world. Uh, but also people of color as well because some of the best comedians I think bring in like it's an immigrant who brings in the perspective of being an immigrant in America or you know like those perspectives to me they're they're comedy gold mines because it's just not the way I view the world and it's like let someone letting me into their perspective uh, and allowing me to have a share a laugh with them over over how effed up the world is oh definitely and we obviously more than ever need to have some laughs with everything that's been going on these last couple years everything that's going on right now it's just i mean to take some time and unplug and just laugh is much needed absolutely so i unplugged last weekend and watched the new ali wong special which i believe is called don wong have you seen it marinella I did watch it, yeah. I saw it. I probably watched it maybe a day or two before you. I don't know if I mentioned it in the group chat when I turned it on. Oh, my. Okay, okay. Now you're trying to show me up. Like, like I watched it 22 minutes after it was released. (laughs) I was the first. It was me. (laughs) I think. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you were first. Whatever. Kidding aside, kidding aside, it was great, or at least I thought it was great. What did you think? Spoiler free, because I know it's a new release, and in case anyone in the audience is planning to listen to it, we can try to be spoiler free about it. 
Yeah, I mean, it was true to her. Um, I love her style of comedy. I love almost how... You know when you listen to, like, a man objectify a woman? I kind of like how she does that to her husband. It makes me crack up because I'm like, she treats him like a piece of meat. Absolutely. It's, it is chef's kiss amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also suspect he's one of her biggest supporters, like that he totally gets. I, I always find that interesting when comics joke about their significant others and people are like, oh, don't you think they'll be hurt by the jokes? I'm like, they're probably their biggest fans. Like to be, I would, I would love for Ali Wong to make fun of me in one of her specials. Like if I could make it in life, if Ali Wong was roasting me alive in one of her specials. Oh, yeah. Have, have you seen, not related to Ali Wong, but kind of along the, those lines, the show The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Prime? I have not, but I know of it. Um, well, it's great because she's actually, like, getting up on stage, and most of her comedy is re- related to her husband. And he, like, sees it for the first time, and he's just, like, mortified. But at the end of the day, he realizes, like, it's so good that he can't even be mad at her because like that's her comedy gold like that's her experience and if he were to deprive her of it she wouldn't really have an act you know Mm-hmm. yeah well it's interesting so to tie this back to Ali Wong real quick I feel like when Baby Cobra came out her first one that like kind of launched her onto the scene I know she was somewhat well-known before then, but I feel like that made her more of a household name. And then she did the follow-up Hard Knock Wife, and she was pregnant in both of them. So she's, like, gone from kind of being an an every-person comedian to being, like, one of the, you know, higher-earner, wealthier comedians. So I like that in this special, she took the angle of being, like, not relatable. Like, I've made it so much that you all Mm -hmm. wouldn't even be able to understand some of the struggles that I faced. Yeah, yeah, But this, like, world of opportunities that's opened up, which I thought was just a really funny take, especially because I know Ellen did that relatable one a couple years ago where she talked about how she was so relatable despite obviously being very wealthy now. So I thought it was funny that Allie would do, like, kind of an unrelatable shtick. Yeah, yeah, because there are things we're not going to get. And and power to her. Good for her. Power to her, exactly. Um, And, I mean, she was still, like, her crude self, still had, like, her sex jokes. I mean, all of the, the classic alley was still there. Yeah, the sex jokes are definitely, like, do not watch that with your conservative mother. Thank you very much. <laughs> Actually, if I turn that on with my mom, she probably would be like, what's happening? I don't understand. I don't get it. Like, it's a smart comedy, but, like, you know, it's not comedy that everyone's going to get. It's not, like, simple comedy. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Have you seen her movie that she wrote and starred in, Always Be My Maybe? Yes. I, it's so. I didn't, I didn't know she wrote it. I'm pretty sure she was. Yes, actually, in fact, she did write it because I think in her new special, she comments about like, um, I wonder who wrote a part for me, like making out with three like very attractive Asian-American men. I don't know who would have written that part for me. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's like uh, you did obviously you did it maybe i didn't maybe i didn't catch that part maybe i wasn't watching very good so yeah. i uh i i like romantic comedies but i think a lot of the older ones are problematic and fall into like all those tropes that you and i have talked about but i i i like always be my maybe i don't think it falls into as many of those tropes um and I love that it's Asian American. I didn't even think about this, but it is true. All three men that she had like a relationship with in the movie are all Asian American men, which I thought was also kind of a little nod that I didn't even notice at the time, but pretty cool. Yeah. And, you know, Asian Americans definitely are lacking in like representation and, and acting, unless it's actually in Asia or you're seeking it like asian american is very rare so it's good that it's finally starting to get like some exposure absolutely and so this person is not on my list but it just you hearing you say that made me think of this story do you know aquafina no so she is an asian american comedian from queens and her the show she has is Nora from Queens, I think is what it's called. I might be having her name wrong. She has like a comedy show. And then she was also in the new Marvel movie, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Oh, my gosh. I I probably have butchered that one. But she's in that movie. She's been in a couple things. So she was on um, SNL, I don't know, four or five years ago. And in her intro, she, the monologue or whatever they call it at the beginning, she mentions how when Lucy Liu uh, hosted Saturday Night Live, she went to the building that it's filmed at, but she couldn't get in because she doesn't have a ticket, but she just stood outside the building because like it was so important to her to be there the night that an Asian American woman hosted Saturday Night Live because that was the first time ever. And it was, it was in like... 2000 or something it was like a really long time ago right Mm -hmm. and then I think Aquafina was only the second Asian American woman to ever host SNL and it was like 20 years after Lucy Liu wow we need to get Ali Wong up there then it's time oh my gosh that would be a dream can we start a petition to get Ali Wong on Saturday Night Live yes I'll, I'll call my local state representative right now I'm sure they do not have more important things going on. <laughs> well, I already had to call them and ask them about the uh, unrelated to that. I had to call and ask them to stop the don't say gay thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, oh. yes, that and the trans law coming out of Texas. Um, but you know what? Like, I know that we're talking about comedy and no better time to maybe use this <laughs> platform we have but what for those who are not familiar what is that the don't say gay yeah um so basically today i got several phone calls but one of them was from somebody explaining it to me because i wasn't really too clear on it myself but they are trying to um prohibit children in school from saying or discussing their sexuality which to me, it's like, what if that's the only place that that kid can actually discuss their sexuality and be themselves, and now you're taking it from them <clears throat> on top of it? It's just like fucking ridiculous. But I did call my state representative today, and 
let them know. Got a voicemail box, but sad. Good for you. So if you're in Florida, call your state reps because it's a Florida specific law that's trying to be passed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know how we segue back to comedy from that, but good for you, Marinella, for calling. And uh, here's an unnatural segue. (laughs) Who's one of your favorite comedians? Well, we can segue back to, um, you know, my first original favorite first female comedian was Ellen. Oh. Ellen was the first comedian um, that I feel was, like, openly gay. Mm-hmm. Um... And her comedy just was, like, so lighthearted. Like, you didn't have to think too hard about it. It was never, like, mean. And it's kind of just, like, a good a good way to just take yourself away. And I feel like Ellen's always been able to provide that, whether she was doing it through acting. But with stand-up comedy, she also was able to um, kind of speak out against a lot of stuff, too. So she used her platform, which... I I see more and more women using the, her, their um, stand-up as a platform to speak against other things, which I think Ellen was huge on. Yeah. I also think, on top of all those reasons, um, Ellen is from New Orleans, right? I think she came up in Louisiana. Yeah. I also feel like it was important to see especially the time she was coming up. And even to this day in the U.S., we still have a lot of people from the South are dumb mentality. And like that's how we view them. We don't view them as being intellectual and therefore could not be witty or funny. And so I think on that level, it was important for her. You know, like succeeding was important for other people who lived in Louisiana and the South, seeing her, yeah climb the ranks of the comedian world if you will yeah and she she really had a hard time getting to where she was at so to me it's like you know obviously during the ellen show or was it the ellen show when in the 90s it got canceled when she when she came out yeah i think that was the came name out, of the show it's like that was that was kind of like the um slap in the face a bit but she still prevailed i mean yeah absolutely yeah, I'm pretty girl. pretty sure it was the Ellen show, which she, her character on the show came out as gay at the same time that she also was publicly coming out, right? And then it was yeah. shortly thereafter that they canceled the show, which, you know, tells you everything you need to know about where we were in the 90s in the U.S. Definitely. But she, she opened the door for other, like, um, lesbian comedians, I think, um, I have a couple others that I'm going to see. One of them, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with her, but her name is Fortune Famester. I saw her live like a month ago. Okay, yes. I'm going in April. So I was like, I, w- I really wanted to like watch stand up from her to kind of refresh myself, but I didn't want to ruin it. Yeah, so I also do not want to ruin because I'm sure the show that I saw is probably what you are going to see. And she talks a lot about recent things, the stuff that happened during COVID and she got engaged and she's got this really funny Instagram story. I'll just say it that way. I don't want to like give away Mm -hmm. details again. But uh, when I saw her, so yeah, she is a lesbian comedian and is really fucking hilarious. She has 
from her first Netflix special, The Hooters Story and Joke. Yeah. Let's go to Hooters yeah. and tell them it's your birthday. <laughs> what a dream, yes. Oh, my goodness. So when I went to see her at the uh, club here in Chicago, there were a whole bunch of people, probably, I don't know, close to 10 people in the first two rows who were all wearing orange Hooters hats and like literally had the front row seats and uh, basically were encouraging her to an encore. So once she finished her set, she did tell us the Hooters story. So I'm just saying, Marinella, you might want to show up in some Hooters gear and try to get her to do an encore and retell the Hooters story for you. Mm, I do maybe know a couple people who used to work at Hooters, so I might have to just see if they got anything laying around. Although I feel like you probably burn that outfit after you're done. You're just like, I'm done. Yeah, I mean, never it again. Probably has like grubby man hands everywhere on it, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and wing sauce, terrible. Yeah, you, you can't wash that sort of stuff out. No, no. But yes. <sighs> I definitely know her, and I did not mean to cut you off. What were you going to say no, about no. Fortune? I mean, She's hysterical. Yeah. Um, I love her because she, like, I don't want to say she kind of, like, brings, like, middle class to, like, like kind of the, the story she talks about are things that, like, I grew up feeling, like, middle class fancy. You know what I mean? Where, like, totally. I thought something was so fancy and, like, so, like, the small town things that I thought were such a big, like deal and like later growing up and being like oh okay um we were not fancy <laughs> yes oh yeah yes i feel like again it goes back to oh i don't know if you can hear these cars i hope you're honking in support of fortune and not because you're road rage <laughs> thank you i can't hear them but i believe it i i have a feeling they're being picked up on the audio because oh knows, yeah you know uh so what I forgot. Oh, I was gonna say similar to Ellen, you know, she also brings in that perspective of like I would say like a lower middle class is kind of the upbringing she had, and she also grew up in the South, and so I love that she brings in those perspectives because I yeah, it's either very relatable, in which case you feel like you're being kind of seen, like your experiences are being told, or the great thing about comedy is like you don't have to have those shared experiences to still find the humor in it. If a comedian is good about getting you into that world and that perspective, then like there's still to me a ton of humor, even if that's not what your experience in life was. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I think she's from North Carolina is where she's from. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Oh yeah. Her new show is, it's really good. She's got some good, good bits in it. You enjoy it. What are you going to see her? Um, I am going in late April. I have invited a, uh, a, another lesbian to come with me oh, in yes. union. Let's do it. Bring the queer folk. They will love her. If they, I mean, they probably already know her. Who am I kidding? Who knows? I just bought the ticket and they're coming. That's all I know. Mm. So I guess we're just rolling down this train of lesbian comedians right now because yeah. I've got another one to add to this list. Ooh. Wanda Sykes. Oh, she is. Yeah, she is. Yes. So I firstly love that she has such a distinct voice. Like you do not have to be, you know, if you just hear it, you know that that's Wanda Sykes. Like she has honed her unique voice and I just love that. 
Um, also, I'm pretty sure she was married to a man for a while and lived a closeted life before coming out. Because I think some of that's come up in her comedy before. Yeah, I actually uh, was surprised to find out that she was a lesbian. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of obvious sometimes when you're like, you know. <laughs> Sorry, Wanda. I mean, it went off, but I just kind of assumed you weren't. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> so she has this bit, and I, I wish I knew what I should have looked up what comedy special it was from so I could shout it out. But she's got this bit where I guess she's married to a French woman, and they have two children. I don't know if they're a adopted or if her wife birthed the children and they had like um like donated sperm i'm not i'm not 100 percent sure what their situation was but apparently her two children are white so she's married to a white woman and has two white children she's got this whole bit about how she at some point realized she was the help you know she's a black woman so yeah like, yeah i'm making dinner and it's like am i the help and she's got this whole, i'm not obviously gonna do it justice to retell yeah, it yeah go yeah look it up this is so good it's, it's painting the so picture funny. for me pretty well yeah that's yes yeah and i i like that she's able to poke fun at like essentially herself or like things like that where it's you know Maybe it would be offensive in a way to a lot of people, but she can poke fun at it. Yeah. And again, I think because she's telling it as a black woman from her perspective and like understanding the history and then understanding Mm -hmm. this present moment, she's obviously making dinner for her family because she cares and loves for them and not because she sees herself as the help. But like, it is just funny that it's only a perspective she could bring, right? Like, if her wife was out yeah. there making that joke, you might be a little, ins- like, mm, are you insensitive? Yeah, not so much, yeah. It's all the source. So there is, gosh, I feel like I shouldn't be allowed to bring up a male comedian, but Seth Myers has a bit on his late night special where he has Amber Ruffin and, oh, I cannot think of the other comedian. Two of his writers are women. And one is a black woman and one's a lesbian. And he does a whole skit called Joke Seth Can't Tell. And he gives the setup, but they give the punchline. Because, again, you probably can't make lesbian jokes or jokes about black people if you're, like, a white, straight man. So Yeah, don't you dare. That's uh, that going to be received well. <laughs> no, not at all. So I think, yeah, again, like, that's what makes Wanda so funny. Or and all of these women that we're talking about, right, is that they're coming from their perspective. And it's jokes that a lot of men can't tell where it'd be very unfunny and inappropriate. Unfunny for sure. Yeah. So who else do you have on your list? Well, this is a kind of like a, a younger, newer comedian that I got into. And her name is um, Taylor Tomlinson. I don't know if you've seen her. She, she's on. She's got a Netflix special and... She's she's young. She's in her 20s. Um, and she basically, like, I relate to her a lot. And she's, she's not gay. She's straight. But I relate to her because she is so, like, not the girly girl. Does not, like, see herself as much of a girly girl. Like, kind of, like, rough and tough around the edges a little bit. Like a tomboy. And I just really, like... Her perspective on things and she identifies herself as an old soul which was like okay yeah that's that's a person for me <laughs> I do think I can picture who you're talking about blonde I feel like she wears a leather jacket in her special 
Yeah. Is, yep. <laughs> this is how I apparently I'll give you hair color and what they were wearing in their Netflix special or HBO special. And you tell me if I'm right. <laughs> it's perfect. Oh, man. Yeah, I have, I think, definitely seen her special, though I don't know that I've seen much else that she is in. I do recall enjoying it, though. Yeah, there, there was, one, I'll tell one joke because it made me just like. Yes, late on me. I just, I just loved her so much already, and I was like, this is like exactly what I went through. But she was like, how do you know that you're like the loser in middle school? And it's like when you're in gym class and they're like, okay, everybody, let's pair up. And it's like that devastating moment where you're like, no. <laughs> and I experienced that so much where I was just like, oh, God, yes. But it's funny because, you know, it's like they, she was trying to say it was the way of like when people say that you're an old soul. It's kind of like a fun way to say, ah, you're not very cool, you know. <laughs> totally. And it's just, yeah. Oh, man. So not to alarm you, but we've got another microphone unplugging situation. Walter jumped up here and started rubbing and unplugged my microphone. Can you hear me? Did yours stop recording? It did, but I got it back recording and it saved the rest. So I think we're good. Thank God. Oh, my. It is treacherous out here for us to record these sessions. You know what? And today I thought, I think I'm going to record on the patio. It's so nice how I can't even imagine that the elements of wind and whatever else could have incorporated out there. So good thing I'm in my apartment. Oh, my gosh. He's gotten himself. How? How did he get himself wrapped in the cord of the microphone? It's amazing. Amazing. Walter. Oh. But yeah, I know the elements. I mean, I already I couldn't do outside because I already struggle with sirens and everything else you can hear on my end of the audio. We're really running a top class, top tier podcast over here. <laughs> I just have Florida sounds of like frogs and nature gun gunshots. I don't know what else. <laughs> what else is out here? <laughs> Random oh. fireworks. So uh, speaking of blonde comedians getting us back on track here, I've got a blonde comedian on my list. I don't know if you know her either. Her name is Nikki Glazer. Nikki Glazer. So I think she is mm-hmm. best known for being on like the Comedy Central roasts. Like she has some stand-up specials, but she's been on three or four of the, you know what I'm talking about, like the Comedy Central roasts. Uh, like Rob Lowe or Donald Trump or I forget which one she has been on, but she is devastating. She like does not hold her punches. She says Ooh. some brutal lines. There is one I can't down. even I can't even remember whose comedy special it was. But do you know that like right wing author? And I think she has a show. Her name is Ann Coulter. Yes. You know her? Okay. So she was invited as a guest to one of these comedy roasts. And she wasn't the main Ooh. one. She was there also to make fun of the person. But, you know, they all, like, roast each other. It's like, oh, anyways. Oh, Nikki Glazer just rips into her. I mean, she lays it on Ann Coulter. And it is, it's amazing. It's like a democracy boner or whatever the equivalent would be for a woman. I think I'm going to watch that before bedtime tonight. (laughs) I was going to watch Euphoria and have a lot of anxiety, but I think now I'll watch that. (laughs) I think 
think we'll find it more enjoyable, um, okay. less anxiety-inducing, and more like, yeah, you tell Ann Coulter. You tell her. God, that sounds marvelous. Indeed. Mm. So who else do you have on your list of stand-up comedians? Um, Amy, comedians Schu- A- Amy Schumer. Yeah. Amy Schumer, um, I guess I got more into her. Her stand-up comedy after I started seeing more of her in movies. But I love how she is like, I guess like totally uncut, like not embarrassed about anything. Um, also is a very big advocate for mental health. Um, yes. You know, kind of like talks about her relationship and like, Kind of being a shit show and then deciding like she wanted better things for herself and her pregnancy and everything like that and everything every step of the way was hilarious so she's kind of like gone through a lot of life changes and like shared it with everybody yeah she's been very open uh she also didn't she do one of her comedy specials pregnant as well i think it was the one filmed here in chicago yeah, I think, and and she's like, she was like, this is not like a graceful thing for her. Like, Ali Wong's pregnancy compared to like Amy Schumer's, it's like, <laughs> Amy Schumer was just like, I'm fucking miserable. This is terrible. And Ali Wong was just like, going about her day. I don't know if she was sucking it up, but that just goes to show you like, the different perspectives of even pregnancies. Like, people have had different pregnancies. Totally. And people look different when they're pregnant. I'm pretty sure Ali Wong the Smithsonian asked for her dress in her first stand-up baby Cobra so that they could put it on display. And I love Amy Schumer as well. And I feel like she was not asked for her dress. No, probably not. (laughs) But I actually think, you know, talk about a demographic that's not represented much in the media, not just the media, I guess like in movies and stuff is pregnant women. I feel like the only time you see pregnant women in movies or TV is if like, it's about pregnancy like if it's about a woman or like or the mother of a of the character that the movie or tv show is about but like you don't just see a ton of random pregnant women in movies or tv shows yet there's a fair amount of pregnant women out there in the world um so i don't know i guess it's kind of interesting to see yeah, pregnant women doing stand-up and having very different experiences and kind of sharing some of their perspectives of pregnancy. Yeah, I, and I also don't feel like maybe there are, but I haven't ex- I haven't explored enough and heard enough or seen enough. But there doesn't seem to be a lot of comedians that are are mothers or at least talking about their kids. You know what I mean in their comedy. Whereas with men, I feel like they talk about being dads and like kind of use that in their comedy a lot but i don't know if it's like moms aren't geared toward comedy but they i know there's plenty of funny moms so i'm just wondering where they're all at come on out come on out funny moms of the world yeah Yeah. i wonder if it's kind of like that i i don't know it's an interesting thing that well firstly very few women like broke through until about the 90s i mean pre-90s you've got what joan rivers joan rivers yeah i don't know that i can think of many other stand-up comedians and then i think you have this generation in the 90s who broke through 
for example, like Ellen and Margaret Cho. Um, yeah, yeah. Margaret Cho, yeah. But also both lesbians, and at the time when they would have been parenting, didn't really have access to adopting or some of the, like, options that exist now for same-sex couples to have babies. Like, that didn't, that didn't exist in the 90s. Um, so, I don't know. Like, you know, and then, like, even Wanda Sykes is someone who kind of came up in the 90s and does have children and I guess does bring them up in our comedy. But um, I just think that, yeah, not a lot of women... It, it kind of reminds me of the whole you have to choose a career path or a family that was a, a huge problem and still kind of is, although it's becoming less of a problem. But it, de- it definitely felt for like the 90s and early 2000s and prior to that, but I'm just speaking of my own personal life experience. It's like women had to choose either their career or having a baby. So I think women who really want to make it into comedy and had to do like all the late nights at the local comedy club and all those years of just toiling away and honing their craft it's probably not conducive to starting a family yeah i mean i just think just listening to some of our friends talk about their kids like there has got to be some kind of gold mine of moms that would be like if they got on stage and told their stories that they would have such a following that it would be like unparalleled to any male comedian but you're right is there the time like you are kind of as as a woman expected to still keep momming while you know male comedian can kind of like hit the road and he's like my kids and my wife are back home and never and they you know make his comedy from it but right he's cashing in on the kid jokes whereas oh yeah we really need to get some of these moms out there because you're right i would even though i do not want children a hundred percent follow some moms telling funny stories about their kids i live for when our friends share a funny story about their kid like when (laughs) ashley texted us the other day that her son realized that his father was not black (laughs) i still am i'm waiting i'm like i think i just said what yeah and what was the giveaway that he was a white man (laughs) yeah just like stuff like that where i'm like uh, it's it's an untapped market every day and that one isn't even like the funniest of stories it's just so little things every single day that they say that's hysterical untapped market to your point yeah maybe we'll start hosting a mom comedy night we'll see oh my gosh open mm. open mic night at the local we'll do it at target <laughs> yeah. <That'd be> perfect <laughs> I mean, they can serve alcohol at the Targets up here, so maybe I should try to get a open mic night at the Target. Yeah. The grocery store. <laughs> yeah. I mean, actually, social media reels are, like, and this doesn't, I guess this isn't stand-up comedy, but, like, the amount of um, comedy that I'm seeing on social media from women now is just, like, it's gold like memes right now and those like video reels of some of the stuff that people are putting out there i feel like women are killing it in that way yes i am vigorously shaking my head in agreement i agree so this is not speaking of things that aren't necessarily strictly stand up do you have any saturday night live like favorite comedians that were on that um i uh what 
the Debbie Downer, like Debbie Downer. Yeah, that Rachel one was Drash. like, what am I? Yes. Yeah, for sure. Her. Um, I was thinking with her. Maya Rudolph. Oh, uh, yes. I love Maya Rudolph. I was thinking with Rachel Drash and Debbie Downer. That is such a pop culture reference. Everybody knows Debbie Downer, um, mm-hmm. especially in the U.S. Again, if you were alive during that 90s time frame, you know the Debbie Downer reference. I feel like you also know the um, Mary Catherine Gallagher. Yeah. Yep. Reference with the. <laughs> as I snip my fingers that were in my arm. Still how I check my pits. I don't know about you. Absolutely. I mean, it's a game changer to check them that way. But I, anyways, I guess some of the most iconic characters that came out of the 90s, I think, are both Molly Shannon and Rachel Drash's characters. Yeah. And who who did that? I don't know if it was, um, the, like, was it on SNL? The one that's like I'm 50 years old, that one where she's got the, the punch kick type of thing. Oh, what is that? Do you know what from? I'm talking about? I do. Who is it's that? In my mind. Um, I don't know if it's SNL. Uh, I feel like it is. I think it is. I don't think it's Mad TV. I think it was SNL, and it's it's. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it comes to me, I'll say it. But yeah. It's, anyway, that's iconic to me. Or if I ever figure out what her name is, I would know for sure, like who did that and all that. But yeah. Mm-hmm. I also, I mean, look, it launched careers of like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler and uh, Kristen Wiig. My, you said Maya Rudolph. I mean, there have been some really talented women who have come out of the SNL scene. Yeah. Melissa, was it Melissa McCarthy? I don't think she was ever a cast member, but her Sean Spicer did mm-hmm. you ever, did you see when yeah. she was shot? <laughs> she'd just be like chewing the wads of gum and like she'd be carrying the podium around and like bullying yeah. people with it. Oh yeah. God, it was so, so perfect. I will never forget I, who but, I mean, Spicer is because of her. Sometimes I try to remember that she came, like uh, the first time I saw her was from the, the freaking Gilmore Girls. Oh, I know. And it was just like... She did a, a comedic role on there, but it was so, like, held back. You know what I mean? Like, just so... For sure. <laughs> right, because you have to figure... What, what is it? Starry Hollow? Is that the name of their town? Oh, yeah. It was, like, some, like, made-up town in Connecticut. I mean, I freaking love the Gr- Gilmore Girls for some reason, but... Uh, yeah. Definitely, like, blossomed. Yeah. Right into Bridesmaids. Yes. Oh, no, she's great. And she's got that physical. That's another thing. There have not been many, that whole physical humor concept that came from like the Three Stooges. I know it's not as popular anymore, but that's been so dominated by men. And I feel like she is someone who knows how to bring some physical comedy in. And she's just hilarious with it. She's so Mm -hmm. good at like using she does it in so many movies where like she contorts her body or does stuff as part of like the (laughs) act and it's just yeah it's next level she's next level with it yeah i'm thinking about the airplane scene now so bad and bridesmaids (laughs) (laughs) she's like lifting her leg up she's like i can go higher (laughs) exactly exactly that's such an underappreciated she's so good at it oh man 
Any other stand-up comedians that you have on your list? Um, that's all I wrote down for now because I knew I would have a ton and I didn't want to just uh, not pay close attention to anything. So I know. I, uh, my, I tried to keep my list simple as well because I could have kept going. But there is one other person who is not a stand-up comic but I still think deserves to be in the conversation, and that's Mindy Kaling. I think she is effing hilarious in anything she's ever done. Yeah, I agree, definitely. I mean, I know she came into prominence with The Office and then the Mindy show or the Mindy, Mindy Project, what it was called, was like her bigger role after The Office. Um, have you seen her new show? She's not in it, but she, I think, is the showrunner for it, The Sex, Life, Sex Lives of College Girls. I've seen it on like my things to watch and it's like heavily recommending me to watch it all the time. So it's probably a sign that I should watch. You should absolutely watch. So I was hesitant because the title didn't like right. I'm a woman approaching midlife. The sex life of college girls is, is maybe not my wheelhouse at this point in my life. Uh, but two different people were like strongly recommending that I check it out and they sold me on like it's Mindy Kaling's gig like she wrote it helped produce it like it's really funny and uh yeah it's I binged it all in one weekend I think it's 10 episodes it's so good it's so relatable too I mean I haven't been in college for you know we don't have to get the exact amount of time down but close to two decades and damn it's crazy how relatable (laughs) all those experiences still are uh yeah it's just so good i'm never going to bed tonight i have to watch all these happy things (laughs) but you'll just be able to run on laughter tomorrow who needs sleep just run on laughter oh mama needs sleep i'm tired (laughs) but yeah (laughs) it's not that self-sustaining but (laughs) go check out all of these comedians they're amazing most of them all have specials on either netflix hbo amazon i feel like we did a good job naming a bunch of stuff that they're on so that you can google them and find them yes and hit up the instagrams because even if you're not looking something is going to pop up and that's how i've found some of the people that make me laugh every day so yeah i can't wait for you to hear that fortune themester instagram story and us to laugh about it Ugh, i can't wait although i will now <laughs> all right take care see ya